Hello and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar, and this is our special series, Starting Strong. All right, friends, in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about establishing a vision for coaching, both with administrators and with clients because I want you to have a great year. I want you to have a year that is the vision that you established for yourself in the first episode of this series. That was episode 132, Starting Strong, all about establishing a vision for yourself. I want you to be able to make that a reality. And so this episode will help you take another step towards doing that. I want to be sure that you're following us on social media because that's where you will find additional resources related to the show and to the content that we are sharing each week. And I would love to have you join our conversation there, especially on our Instagram page, because that's where we are really focusing this month on sharing additional resources. Speaking of sharing, if you haven't yet reviewed us on Apple Podcast, would you please take just a moment to rate and review us there? It really helps. It's a way to share your opinion and give me feedback and get the word out about this show. All right, let's jump into this episode. So when I'm asked about coaching, one of the first questions I get, one of the most common questions I get about coaching might sound something like this. Someone will say, I just don't know what to do when teachers cancel their coaching sessions. And when they keep canceling, I don't know if I should tell my principal. I don't know if I should ask them what's wrong. I don't know what to do. When I'm asked these questions about challenges in coaching, my first question in response is, how is coaching defined in your school or your district? I usually get like a deer in a headlight kind of response. And that's often followed by something like, uh, I, I don't know if it is defined. And then I say, yeah, that's the problem. When there's no articulated and shared definition of what coaching is, of what's expected of a coach, of what's expected from a teacher, of what the outcomes of coaching are intended to be, then there are problems like the ones that you're describing to me about teachers canceling their sessions and you don't know what to do. So in a situation in which there is no articulated and shared definition of coaching and a coaching program, What happens is that people default to their own definition, their own concept of what coaching is. And sometimes that's okay. And often I have found that it is not conducive to the kind of coaching that we want to see. Because unfortunately, there have been so many places and times where coaching has been used as a tool to fix people who are not performing to standard or just where coaching is unclear and uncertain. It's like, what does a coach do? I don't know. I guess they help you like get better, but there's just so much ambiguity and uncertainty. Now, there is also so much research that has been done on the impact of coaching and the potential of coaching and the way that 
coaching in schools can be a tremendous, powerful vehicle for teacher growth. I do write about this in The Art of Coaching if you want more. But in order for coaching to be effective, it actually has to be a systematized, organized, coherent, articulated program. It needs to have clear outcomes, needs to have clear expectations for all who are involved. So, of course, it might be easier for folks to think about what coaching isn't. And what I have found is that often in an organization or a school, there can be a difference of opinion right there on that point of what coaching is and isn't. So your principal might think that coaching is something that is allocated to teachers who are struggling or maybe new teachers. That's not the ultimate outcome or the definition of coaching that I use. That's not who I think needs coaching. And I'm not alone in this opinion. So looking at the research on what makes coaching impactful adds a whole lot more to this conversation about in which conditions coaching can be most effective. So an effective coaching program has clarity about what it is, what it isn't, who engages with coaching and why, what the expectations for folks who are participating in coaching are, again, both expectations for the coaches as well as for the clients. And you might be listening to all of this and thinking, oh, I don't know the answers to any of those. I don't know if there is agreement in my school or my district. What about how coaching is evaluated? How do we know if coaching is working, if it's reaching the outcomes? How do you as a coach know if you're doing a good job? What in your school needs to be happening in every coaching conversation? What needs to be true about every coaching conversation? If your school principal was to listen in on the coaching conversations of two or three different coaches in your school, let's say there are that many, what would you want that principal to hear happening in all of those conversations? So let me give you a couple examples of how I might answer that question. When I was the manager of a team of coaches, there were certain things that I wanted to hear happening in every coaching conversation. One of those was that relationship was being developed, deepened, and that there were indicators that the coach was aware of levels of trust and deepening trust and repairing when trust was fragile. And I could see that, I could hear that through the words and nonverbal communication, body language of both the coach and the client. So this was one thing I was always paying attention to because there is no coaching without trust and without relationships. Now, I also wanted to see and hear conflict, perhaps the coach taking the confrontational stance. And that is a way in which trust can be built. So I didn't want to just see what might first come to mind when you think about trust being built. I wanted to see trust being sort of tested through what I think about as healthy conflict, giving someone some more challenging feedback or taking the confrontational stance. I wanted to see that happening too. 
The other thing I wanted to see happening, I mean, I would say there's a whole lot of things I wanted to see happening, but one other thing I wanted to see happening was that beliefs were being explored. In transformational coaching, we explore behaviors, beliefs, and ways of being. We seek to surface the behaviors, the beliefs, and the ways of being, and then possibly to shift some of those. I wanted to hear questions in which someone's mindset, their assumptions, their beliefs were being explored. So those were just two things that I wanted to hear and see in every coaching conversation. I think I'll throw in one more example for you because another thing that I think needs to be happening in every coaching conversation is that the client needs to be solving their own problems. The coach needs to facilitate the client to solve their own problems. And this is also something that I describe in the Art of Coaching workbook, the goals for any coaching conversation. So I would check out that workbook element, that activity to learn a little bit more about the goals for any coaching conversation. But what I'm really raising are things that need to be decided in your school, in your district, in your organization that are a part of getting really clear on what is our coaching program? What is our vision for coaching? What are we supposed to be doing? And so is all of this clear for you in your school or in your district? Can you answer all of these questions that I'm raising? If so, that's amazing. I'm thrilled. And if not, then your next step needs to be to think about who you can talk to about getting clear. Maybe you can go directly and immediately to your principal or your boss and have this conversation. Or maybe you first want to talk about this with another coach or someone else that you collaborate with or work with. But you do at some point need to have a conversation with the decision makers. And I talk about this a lot more in episode 83, which is how do I set up our coaching program for success? So I encourage you to listen to that episode as well. And actually, I have a great idea for you. If you do need to talk to your principal, your boss about getting clear on a coaching program, maybe First, you could share that episode with your principal and then suggest that you get together and talk about what the ideas in that episode raise for you. Okay, so part one of getting clear is about getting clear with your boss about what you're supposed to do, getting aligned on the purpose of a coaching program, how you're going to work in your coaching program and so on. But the second half is on establishing a vision for coaching with your clients. And maybe you have new clients and you need to introduce coaching to them, or maybe you have past clients and you need to go back and clear up some misconceptions or reset expectations. You need to, of course, first have an understanding of the larger organizational expectations before you can go and communicate with your clients. And so that's what I've been talking to you about so far in this episode. And then you need to be able to be very clear with your client about these things. 
So be very, very clear. Prepare for that conversation. Practice it. Write it down. And then when you sit down in one of those very first conversations with a client, you might first actually start off with asking them a question about how they understand coaching. Something like, you know, when you think about coaching, what do you know? What comes to mind? How do you feel? What's been your experience with coaching? You know, and again, this is that point where unfortunately, sometimes we have to contend with this unfortunate perception that coaching is for people who are struggling. Coaching is something to fix people. And point where you might just say something like, I understand how you could come to that conclusion. I'd like to share with you my definition of coaching and how in our school we think about the role of coaching. So you want to surface what someone else thinks, what their beliefs are, and then share your own. Share what you have learned about what coaching is. Again, use the Art of Coaching workbook and the Art of Coaching to explore this. There's a lot of content in there about defining coaching, a whole chapter, and about identifying your vision, your coaching manifesto, and so on and so on. So use those resources so that when you sit down for that conversation, you're really clear. You know, this podcast episode is intended to kind of be a short overview and to point you here and there. Also go to our Instagram page because we're supplementing there with some reels and examples of how this could sound. I want you to be prepared when you sit down with your clients. I want you to have had those conversations first with your bosses and to know who you want to be as a coach and then have the conversation. It'll make it so much easier if you are really prepared. Talk about how coaching can be the vehicle through which we refine our teaching practice so that we can serve our students how coaching can be a place for teachers to pause, to reflect, to connect with what they've been feeling, to boost their own resilience. Coaching can be so powerful. We want to help teachers get really excited about what is possible when they've got someone who listens really well, who is so on their side, in support of them becoming who they want to be. When I start talking about what coaching can be, I get so excited. And what it can be is based on the transformation I've experienced as a client and what I have seen as a coach. I mean, coaching, I really think can be, I'm so reluctant to say this, but often I do think this is the answer. This is the answer to teacher retention and well-being, to community well-being, to student success to really everyone thriving because coaching is a place and a time to slow down and process the thoughts, the feelings, the behaviors, the beliefs, and then to make some intentional changes. And when you do that with someone else who really sees your potential and believes in you, it is so powerful. All right. That is the end of this episode. Encouragement again to listen to the other podcasts, read the books, come to the trainings, come to the Art of Coaching 101 if you haven't, and really refine your knowledge of coaching and your sense of possibility. That's it for this episode of Starting Strong. And I want to ask you if you enjoyed this, share it with someone else. Word of mouth is how most people start listening to new shows. So share it with someone else. 
All right, friends, Leslie Bickford is the podcast producer, and Stacey Goodman does the sound engineer, and I'll see you next time. Take care, everyone.